It's about time someone gets real. Bro, are you sure we're even supposed to be listening to this? Welcome to the Church Misfit Podcast with motivational and thought-provoking content designed to push you further personally, professionally, and spiritually. If this don't move you, you might be dead. Here's your host, Catalyst Collective founder, Joe Elliott. All right, welcome back to another awesome Church Misfit Podcast episode. Caitlin, I'm so glad to have you back. We've missed you. It's been too long. She's been busy. She's been busy. What's she been busy with? What have you been busy with? What do you even do? Worship leading, making a baby. Making a baby. Baby that's pregnant. Yeah. Congrats. You can send money now to catalystcollective.com slash donate. I need it. Slash Caitlin baby fun. No, I don't have to put Caitlin in the subject line. (laughs) We need to like sell a song to Chris Tomlin or something so we can fund this baby. Dude, that's not a bad idea. Yeah. Well, um, thanks for thanks for coming in and taking the time to talk about this. I'm excited about this because um, this is something that honestly the three of us have worked on for years now, like creating uh, a more dynamic worship experience for teens and young adults, but really for anyone. Mm-hmm. Period. Like more dynamic worship experience. Mm-hmm. And so let me let me put some I guess qualifiers around this. More dynamic worship experience. What do you mean, like? worshiping to jesus isn't dynamic enough we need to make it more dynamic well like so uh, you know music we would agree is one way that we can connect with Mm -hmm. god right it's one form of worship but not everybody is into music and not everybody is into christian worship music if you don't like worship then you're really gonna hate heaven (laughs) (laughs) if i had a dollar for every time i heard that right Mm. I'm pretty sure that the worship music in heaven is going to be better than what we've had here. But even if it's not, it's not the only form of worship. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's the deal. Um, there's, there's a lot of people who don't get much out of worship, bottom line. And, it, and, it, and we see it in teens, we see it in young adults, we see it in everybody. And yet what we want to do in worship is to create an environment that helps people connect with God. So the real question is, how can you do that um, through songs in a more dynamic way, but how can you do that not using songs, but yet in the same environment? Hmm. Like, what does that look like? Like a more three-dimensional approach. So um, anyway, I guess I'll start with this, with this question. What do, you, what do you normally say to somebody who says, like me, I'm not really into, you know, Christian music. You know, I'm not really into worship music. You know, what what's what, what do you <laughs> I like how he what do you send me? <laughs> what do you what do you say to that? You know, um, I mean, I would say you're probably not alone. I think there's yeah. a lot of people who don't like worship music, and there's tons of types of worship music. There's the KLTY versions or whatever it is down here in Austin. Spirit 105. I should know this. I lived in Austin seven years. Um, So there's different kinds of worship music for sure. Uh, But I don't know. I grew up in such a broad version of what all different kind of genres. So like going to like the punk rock shows and like Cornerstone Fest and all that. So there's, I don't know, there's a really kind of dynamic. So I would say what kind of worship music are you talking about? Mm -hmm. Because there's a lot. Okay. Well, just in general, like... All of it. Like if I have my, if I'm in my car alone, 
right? And even if I'm I'm having a moment where I really am wanting to connect with God, the first place I turn is not going to be to, you know, a Jesus Culture CD or Hillsong or anything else because it it doesn't really help me connect. Mm-hmm. Right? It's I can I can appreciate the music, but it doesn't really help me connect. Well, and so yeah. I think you hit on an important point there. Like your purpose in that is to connect. Like right. if worship is to respond to God, you're trying to figure out what helps me to respond to God. Mm-hmm. What helps me create space so that I can think on who God is mm-hmm. and who I am to God. Now, truth be told, if we're listening to like 1027 The Fish mm-hmm. and I'm bumping the latest Chris Tomlin song, <laughs> a lot of times I just want to sing along. Mm-hmm. And I know that it's not going to have any bad material, but it's just like singing along to Pitch Perfect soundtrack or whatever. You know, like mm-hmm. you're just singing. Are, are you really posturing your heart? Now, I I don't know. We could, we could. Well, so, so here's my, I guess here's my question in that. What we've done so far in a traditional worship setting is saying, hey, we're going to play these three or four songs, right? And, um, and if you're not into it, cool, just hang tight. We'll get to other stuff in a little bit. But if you are, hey, this is your time to connect. So it's kind of like sit to the side and wait or not. Is there a way where we can create an environment that everybody can connect even if you're not into the worship songs on stage? Yeah, and I would say if somebody were to have that response of, hey, if you're not into this, it's cool, hang out, you know, whatever, then I would say the leader's doing a terrible job because they're not creating an environment that's engaging for all crowds. And so... I'm a worship leader, and so when I think of going on stage, I'm not just going up there to perform a song for the person who wants to all-out worship. I'm having to think, engage my audience, and I'm having to figure out how to tell a story on stage that would allow any person in the room to be able to connect or engage during that song. If you're not a singer, great, that's okay. There's different ways for you to be able to engage. Maybe it's a lyric that you can kind of connect to and start a dialogue during that time. But I would say if a, if a leader is doing that, then they're not doing a good job at teaching the next generation what worship is. And I think that's something that you do a good job of, like taking the lyrics and breaking it down and trying to figure out how can I guide their thoughts or their prayers and help them focus in this next period of three to four minutes where everybody else is singing and responding. Mm -hmm. Because here's the deal. If we don't recognize right off the bat that it's weird. Mm -hmm. It's weird for somebody from the outside world to walk into this building where it's already like not their home turf and the lights dim and other lights slide, you know, like stuff Mm -hmm. swivels around. And then all of a sudden people are like raising their hands and looking at the front and singing these songs that they all know, but I don't know. It just reaffirms that I'm on the outside and they're on the inside. Mm -hmm. Now that dude's crying and he's way out of key. Mm -hmm. And uh, did that dude just run the aisles? (laughs) That dude has a shofar. Where'd we get flat? Like what just happened? Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, you're exactly right. And, and Caitlin, I think you're hitting on one of the things that's the, the basic starting point for creating a more dynamic experience is that you have to storytell, mm-hmm. right? You have to set up a moment before you lead people into that moment. Mm-hmm. And now I think most people think that they do that by just telling the name of the song they're about to sing and what it's about or just mm-hmm. going into it or maybe leading into it with a prayer that's all good spiritual stuff, but I think we're almost, it, it, it's almost mechanic. We just, we just do it, right? Mm-hmm. That's the rhythm. I'm going to sing this song, I'm going to pray, and I'm going to, I'm going to, before I start the next song, I'm going to pray a prayer 
that somewhat resembles the idea and thoughts that you're about to sing in the next song, right? Mm-hmm. It's like, it's... It's a way to engage. It's not yeah. the only way to engage. Right, right. But, yeah. but but what you're talking about is is different, right? Mm-hmm. It's a little bit different in that when you... I think when you storytell and, and when I've seen you do this with excellence, it's, hey, I got to be honest with everybody real quick. Uh, here's what's going on. Here's Here's what's going on in my mind, my heart, before we sing this song. It's vulnerability, mm-hmm. right? Um, you know, and, and I, I, I need to know you're not performing, but like you're a real human being and here's what I'm thinking about. Here, <laughs> he's, here's what I was wrestling with as we chose this song or whatever it is, because mm-hmm. here's what this song means to me and here's a challenge of what you can think about, mm-hmm. right? That's it's storytelling, that's engaging, that's helping people. But I think here's, here's, here's a suggestion that we highly, highly recommend and and I think has worked brilliantly for us. You guys throw in your opinion. But you've got to use songs that are not Christian-based. You've got to use more secular songs in worship, right? And so um, so I, I can think of uh, a number of different things that we've done in the past. It could be anything from maybe Johnny Cash songs to Adele. It, it doesn't matter. You can take any song out there, just about, not any song, I'll take it back. We, there's a <laughs> lot of songs out there that you can take, and they could, you might think they're about a relationship with a boyfriend or a girlfriend, but they can just as easily be about something spiritual, right? And um, and I think it's, it's it's what's a, a Adele song? The Hello? Yeah, Hello. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Okay. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, and, and so hmm. when you dig deeper into the meaning of of how she she wrote that song, you know, there's some really spiritual, there's a lot of spiritual elements to that. And it's a song that, especially the younger generation, most of them know and can connect with. And so if you're setting up a song like that and telling a story in front of it and then sharing how this helps you connect with God before you sing it, now all of a sudden... You know, anytime a young person hears that, specifically that Adele song, they're probably going to be thinking about God and not whatever they were thinking about before, right? Because of the connection that you made. Mm-hmm. So um, personally, for someone like myself that doesn't get, uh, you know, get emotionally moved through worship, like that kind of stuff helps me mm-hmm. connect and think. Um, but I think honestly, that's just... Those are examples of some of the smaller elements. Some of the more exciting elements of creating a dynamic worship set don't even have to do with music. So mm-hmm. why don't yeah. you guys and Caitlin, why don't you talk about some of the things that we've that you we've done with Equinox in that worship environment, these rhythms and what that looks like. Yeah, so with Equinox what we did was we created And Equinox, was, I guess let me jump in. So Equinox was our is our young adult kind mm-hmm. of gathering, right? Yeah. And so that's that's our target audience, but we've done it for teens, we've we, everything you're about to say, we've done it for all ages and it's worked brilliantly. So yeah. go ahead. Yeah. This night can be replicated for any age group or generation or any yeah. kind of demographic background. Um, what we created is is kind of a multi-dimensional way for people to be able to engage in worship. And that's what I would I would say is we're taking it not because music is still very much a part of it, but we're just layering it with other ways for people to be able Mm -hmm. to connect. And really, it's honestly just trying to start a dialogue between a person and God, if we're being honest or, you know, or just where are you at with that? Mm -hmm. 
And so we did it through a couple different ways, but we did it through the idea of creating these rhythm stations. And the rhythm stations being, you know, you have an art table where there's painting, there's sketching, there's drawing. Sometimes we have like a pointed um, topic that they can draw about or a question that we ask that, you know, they can go. And the same thing for like a writing table. We have journals that are written out so people can write letters if they want, you know, to a person or to God or to themselves, whoever. Or just be able to write out things, poetry, song lyrics, whatever it looks like. And so we have all these different rhythm stations, but the idea behind it is teaching that worship isn't just music, but that it goes so much more deeper than that. And it's creating a dialogue. And so through that, people are able to dialogue with God through art, through writing, through communion, through... What are some of our other ones? Mm -hmm. Sometimes we have like an interactive station where they have to do an activity. Mm -hmm. Um, We have... We use communion as yeah. a rhythm station, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Something yeah. where we set up a table and they can they can partake in communion by themselves in a more mm-hmm. intimate setting, you know, uh, rather than you know corporately. Yeah, and then we even display that on like a more biblical level of after the night is over, we offer a community meal up for everybody, which would even look like the Last Supper, you know, just having breaking bread with one another and talking and having conversation. And so we wanted to take our worship nights beyond just music, beyond just reading scripture, beyond just hearing a person have a three-point sermon. Um, We wanted people to really be able to connect with God on every level possible. Mm -hmm. And we want to be able to provide an environment for any person to be able to do that wherever they're at. And so Mm -hmm. it's taken years to get to this point, but I don't know. I feel pretty good where we're at. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I, let me break this down because if you're if you're a church leader, or worship leader, and you're thinking, how am I supposed to do all that in the sanctuary on a Sunday morning or whatever? <laughs> like this yeah. sounds like a cool idea for like our our breakout nights, or our worship yeah. and prayer nights. But this isn't this isn't going to fly on a Sunday morning. I think you're wrong. I think it absolutely can fly on a Sunday morning. You just have to be more imaginative on this thing. Like, okay, so let's break this down. What does it look like? It looks like, one, you're going to have to carve out sections and give people the freedom to float around, Mm -hmm. which sounds completely chaotic and weird, but to me... It's chaotic and weird to force people to sit in rows and expect them to make an intimate connection with God in rows. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm literally crammed into the person next to me. And if the person next to me is raising their hands and is all emotional, and I feel like sitting (laughs) down and closing my eyes, I look like the heathen. (laughs) Like, this is awkward. I feel like this is forcing me to contribute to something in a way that I'm not naturally wanting to contribute. Whereas if I had permission to remove myself from that aisle for a minute and float to a corner, float to a back room, float somewhere else where I can maybe sit down and create something, Mm -hmm. art, if I'm into art, draw, like that would be awesome. Mm -hmm. But what if I stayed in my chair and I didn't have to stand up upright and and pretend I was bouncing and hopping to the music when I really don't feel like doing that. And instead I could sit and I could write a letter. I could journal. Like we had a rhythm, it's like acts of service. Mm -hmm. What if I was during that worship time letting God lead my heart to where I was writing a note to someone asking for forgiveness Mm -hmm. or encouraging somebody or, you know, but maybe on stage I was challenged to take a sheet of paper and write a note to someone in prison Mm -hmm. and I'm going to collect them at the end of service and we're going to mail off these letters like wow like now all of a sudden as someone who's not into the worship so much the music side of it I'm getting a chance to worship Mm 
through expressing myself through art through writing through creating through other rhythms Mm -hmm. yeah and i would say for the person who is like a worship leader on a sunday morning or maybe you're a pastor of a church and you're trying to figure out okay well how does this dynamic fit i will say i do think that sunday mornings are maybe catered to a different um purpose where I do think like there is a time for coming together and congregating and having unity and worship Mm -hmm. and there is there is a time for that and so that's not wrong to do that I think that um I think and I had this thought like actually even on the way here of you know whether because whether you're doing an equinox version of worship or whether you're doing a Sunday morning worship where you have you know thousands of people coming into your building and you're trying to feed them all at once how do you get them to connect and dialogue? Someone is going to have like a difficulty connecting. So somebody may have a difficult who's more comfortable in a Sunday morning service mm-hmm. would have a difficulty at an equinox setting and vice versa. Mm-hmm. And I think the challenge there is, is to get people to step out of their comfort zone and be able to connect in a way that they wouldn't before to not just do something out of routine, out of tradition, but understanding why you're doing it. And that kind of gets to that, that heart of connectivity, that heart of dialoguing with God. Um, and so mm-hmm. for the, I just want to put that out there for the leader who is like, hi, this wouldn't work on a Sunday morning. You may be right. You have to gauge your audience. That may mm-hmm. be something that you have to set aside for another night for a yeah. smaller group. Yeah. So. Yeah. You know, and you make some good points here and I don't want to, come across like we're gonna, we're bashing the traditional way that we do the normal worship setting in the church. Sure, yeah. It, it's just this is about being able to stretch our creativity yeah. on this a little mm-hmm. bit in our minds on what how we can make this more mm-hmm. dynamic. And, and, and obviously our core expertise, and we've done this the most, is with teens and young adults. Mm-hmm. And, and the younger generation is really latching on to a more open forum model that allows them Mm-hmm. to engage at different levels where they feel comfortable. Yeah. Right? And and so you still have the corporate worship in that we're all there connecting. Mm-hmm. We're just not all there connecting in the same exact yeah. way. You're giving right? them different mm-hmm. avenues. Right. Well, yeah. and, and I think, so that's that's the good part of it. I think that whenever we just do traditional worship and everybody's facing the front, mm-hmm. that we can almost worship worship mm-hmm. or worship emotionalism or say that if you sing or you sing louder, then you're more holy. Like that's how you draw to God mm-hmm. when really worship is just about responding to God. Mm-hmm. And so by creating different avenues for people to respond to God, mm-hmm. they can either try something new mm-hmm. or use a gift or a passion that God's placed within them to respond to God. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And they have that place where they feel comfortable. You're giving yeah. them a safe place. I remember mm-hmm. I did a worship internship years ago and there was one day, I mean, I love worship. Like mm-hmm. I love, I'm all about it. You know, I'm, I'll be there to volunteer, whatever. But there's one day in particular, I remember I was not feeling it. Didn't want to be there. Didn't want to participate. I just needed to sit and be. And I remember this person came up to me and he was like, you know, you just need to, you just need to push through and you're breaking. And like basically kind of, scolded me for not wanting because I didn't feel like I had anything to offer in that moment like I truly felt like the best thing I could do was just kind of sit there and meditate on whatever was happening and so I do think that sometimes we can do things and it's we're putting sometimes we're stretching people and we're judging their response based on you know their relationship with God well this person's mm-hmm. not raising their hands or and that's when you kind of have to ask the question like are we providing a safe place for people to be able to connect? Like, mm-hmm. if they need to sit, do they feel safe to sit? If they need to walk around and process whatever's happening, are we allowing them the space to be able to do that? Mm-hmm. 
And so I think that's like the start of the question is, are we providing safe places for our teens, our young adults, our older generations to be able to connect, connect to God and how God wired them to do that? Yeah. Yeah. And so a lot of this came from the idea, like, where do I most connect with God? Mm-hmm. And for me, it was like on the back porch with coffee in hand, like being able to doodle or write in the margins, like mm-hmm. just where I feel comfortable, where I'm able to let my guard down. Mm-hmm. How do we create those spaces for people? Yeah. And then... Once they're there and they're starting to think through these things, how do we give them things that they can practice all throughout the week? Mm -hmm. So most of the week, they're not with a ton of people in rows facing the front Mm -hmm. where the music's up loud and it's easy to worship. So how do we give them tools to be able to worship on Tuesday afternoon Mm -hmm. or Monday, like lunch hour Mm -hmm. when you can still respond to God? Yeah. And that was, and I think that was a big part of why we created these rhythm stations. I think y'all would probably agree is that, Without a Sunday morning service provided to them every single day of the week at a certain set time, people didn't know how to replicate a Sunday morning right. experience. Absolutely. And so one of the reasons that we wanted to create these stations is because, look, you can draw at home, put on some music and just draw whatever it is you're feeling. Like, here's a question that we can give you th- to carry out throughout the week. Or you can write. You can write poetry. Like, all of that is a form of worship. Worship is a lifestyle. It's not just music. And so I think that was one of the ways is we wanted them to be able to duplicate. Duplicate? what they were experiencing at a worship service. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Mika, I'm going to drill in on one of these rhythms in particular that is probably new. A lot of people are kind of trying to wrap their heads around it for the first time, the uh, the interactive rhythm, mm-hmm. right? And so what we here's an example of what we did for that one time and, and a couple of different examples. One, we had a, uh, a Coke can, mm-hmm. right? And it was filled with just enough water to where if you tilted it, it would balance on its edge, mm-hmm. right? And so you had, you actually had a bowl and you had uh, a, a, some water and then you had the Coke can and you kind of had to find the right level of water that would balance it right on the edge. Mm-hmm. And so that was the rhythm. You went up there and you poured water in the Coke can to try and balance it. And as you're doing it, there was a piece of paper there that was challenging you to think about the balance in your life, what things might be out of whack, what things might you need to adjust when it comes to your relationship with God, right? Mm-hmm. And so and so now, you know, as we're saying, throughout the week, anytime I have a soda can in my hand, could be a potential trigger of me thinking about the idea of balance. How, you know, am I balanced this week? You know, am, uh, am I pursuing God like I should, or what's out of whack? Mm-hmm. Um, you've done some, Zach, uh, with Legos. <laughs> yeah, so I bought a small box of Legos, mm-hmm. maybe 30 pieces, 50 pieces, and it built a car. Mm-hmm. And so I took that kit, and I gave everybody different pieces that came in the door, and then I challenged them during worship to start to put those pieces together and to mm-hmm. build something bigger than themselves. Mm -hmm. It was the idea that like everybody's gifted with different pieces, but it takes all those pieces coming together to paint the full picture of what God's trying to create. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so unity and diversity or Mm -hmm. living stones, like Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. it's kind of the lesson. It for me I learn hands on. I learn visually. Like I love stories. Mm -hmm. And so that helps me to anchor uh, these these teachings because we know a lot of people go to church on Sunday mornings but don't remember what they learned last week <laughs> mm-hmm. and so this is just opportunities to really anchor that home yeah. and yeah. I would even say like 
we our services were all built off this guy Pete Scazzaro. He had a book uh, called Emotionally Healthy Spirituality, mm-hmm. and he put out a book really called good. The Daily Office. Mm-hmm. And so we practiced rhythms of silence. We practiced mm-hmm. a, a scripture reading. Mm-hmm. We practiced a quick devo, and then bookended it with silence again. But there was some sort of challenge there in the middle, mm-hmm. yeah. and uh, and that was kind of the flow of our service. Yeah, yeah. So. I think of like a lot of these um, when I hear dynamic. I think of like. Every week doesn't look the same. Like sometimes we would have different pieces of the puzzles or some of the stations, yeah. the rhythms, they would be changing all the time. Such an important point. Yeah. Yeah. And so, and I think of that, I think of like when we're working out, if you're doing the exact same workout every single time you go to the gym, yeah, that one muscle might get a little bit stronger, mm-hmm. but you're not going to be strengthening all the other muscles. You're not going to get better mm-hmm. and stronger and faster and quicker as if you would if you had a dynamic, always changing kind of workout routine. Mm-hmm. Um, and sometimes, I can get, whether it's working out or it's leading worship or it's just even just my day-to-day stuff, sometimes I can get into these routines where I'm just doing the same thing every day and I'm not growing, I'm not learning, I'm not doing anything that's stretching me. Mm. But when I put something different into the mix, I'm it's causing me to think in a different way than if I would if my mind was just on autopilot mode. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I think about dynamic worship is change it up. Don't do the same thing every single time. Mm-hmm. Don't be afraid to experiment. It's going to be – Equinox was uncomfortable for a really long time. And mm-hmm. I love our friends who would come and they would experiment with us and you know some of the goods and the bad. But we kept changing things. We kept trying stuff. And even now when we finally figured out kind of a flow of the night that kind of works, we're still changing it up and we're still mm-hmm. doing things because we want us to keep growing and keep learning and keep experiencing yeah. new ways to worship. Yeah. Like, to that point, like we can, it, it takes a lot of self-awareness, but we can get comfortable on a Sunday morning. Mm-hmm. There was a, a group of shakers, like really charismatic folk that attended this church. Mm-hmm. And whenever worship started, man, they would just get into the spirit, emotional tears, the like whole shebang. Emo- like spiritual chaos is how you could describe Next it. level. <laughs> but as soon as music was done, boom, like sober face sitting there. As soon as tithing or preaching rolls around, they're on their cell phones, like Mm -hmm. worship is over. Mm -hmm. You know, they were just getting their fix. It was cathartic. And then they were comfy. Yeah. Ignored Mm -hmm. and tuned out every other part of the service. (laughs) (laughs) So, (laughs) Which giving, tithing, like it's it's all worship. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, This is good stuff. And I really, um, I really think this, like I said, I, I think this is great for all ages. I think it's extremely important for people who don't really come from a church background, which mm-hmm. is more and more of the U.S. now, mm-hmm. and almost all teens. Um, so, so as they start to encounter and get engaged with the church culture for the first time, without a backdrop of what Christianity is, right? Everything's weird. And so, one way we can make worship logical and kind of tactical, practical for them is to incorporate more of these dynamics, mm-hmm. more more of these rhythms, so that, yeah, they're like, okay, I get mm-hmm. it. It's cool that I don't know the lyrics to this song. Mm-hmm. It's cool that I don't want to sway or I'm not emotionally <laughs> moved by it. It's cool that I can, okay, cool. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, I'm cool with sitting down and journaling, doodling. Mm-hmm. Well, oh, and, and to the opposite, like, maybe like you are in that position, then a way that you stretch yourself is to worship traditionally. Right. In the same way you can stretch yourself in all the other areas. So maybe that's something that you try and work in every once in a while just to get uncomfortable. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah. There's a time and place for everything. I want to see Joe a dancer. (laughs) I've been praying it for years. I want to see him a flag twirler. Uh, Maybe. (laughs) In heaven I will be. I'll be able to dance and play basketball like Zac Efron and sing. (laughs) All of it. You're going to see the full package in heaven. That'd be legit. 
<laughs> I can't wait. Here, no. Yeah. Anyway, all right. If you found this helpful, if you want any uh, more info on this, uh, feel free to reach out to us and and uh, any any of us would would be happy to have a conversation give you some more ideas and mm-hmm. and uh, share from our experiences so yeah keep up the good work out there all right until next time for more free content from joe and his team of church misfits visit www.catalystcollective.community